1: hey guys welcome to this week's edition of welcome to Atlanta. we appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh atlanta and georgia guests uh both past and present let's not waste any time let's get to this week's edition of welcome to atlanta all right so uh josh i think the timing of having you on is appropriate because gosh i see some similarities going on in the nba right now with the hawks and what your team just went through and I guess that's where I want to start with a run. When you start to put things together, when there wasn't maybe a huge external expectation, take me inside the locker room with a team and a coach. When you start to realize you've got something special brewing in your case.
2: You know, first of all, you've got to give the Hawks so much credit. I mean, to win, to win two series now and the game to win seven in, in a best of seven with two of the games, you're down by double digit lead The seventh game, you're on the opponent's home floor, where the Sixers, the last two years, had the best home record in regular season. So, a lot of credit to the Hawks. Not obviously the players get it done, but Coach McMillan and his staff, the front office, the ownership group, just everybody involved, and it's great for the city. And similar to us, you know, we got we got hot really late to win the ACC championship, which hasn't been done in here at Georgia Tech in over 28 years, to get back to the A tournament, which didn't happen at Georgia Tech, has been over a decade, I could go on with the multiple other records that we either had never been done at the history of Georgia Tech or hadn't been done in the last 30 years, some of the success that we had. What's, the similarities between us and the Hawks, between Georgia Tech men's basketball and the Atlanta Hawks, is how great it's, it's for the city, one. It's re-energized basketball around this city, and it's made the enthusiasm, the excitement um, for both the Atlanta Hawks and Georgia Tech basketball, men's basketball, as, a, as an exciting um, um, you know thing to do now to root for, to be involved with here in the city of Atlanta. And I tell you, I'm a, I'm a big basketball guy, so watching the Hawks play and what they've done, I, I, I'm a huge fan, and um, and I'm hoping they can win another four games to get to those finals.
1: Well, here's the other comparison, Josh, that I can make between you and them. And it takes talent at any level to be able to succeed. But, man, I see some of the grittiness, like that your team played with that they play with, and watching you guys with Jose Alvarado and what Moses did and what – Michael DeVoe and just, you know, up and down your Jordan Usher, up and down your roster. Like, there is something to a gritty style of play, is there not? You know, look, when you are sort of the underdog
2: or you kind of have that chip on your shoulder, that edge about you, you're going to play with that grittiness, as you mentioned. Um, You're going to play with a grinder type of mentality, Obviously, we survived on that. That's who we had to be for us to be successful. And guys like Jose Alvarado, who I believe is the greatest fifty-fifty ball winner, the greatest fifty-fifty ball winner in the history of Georgia Tech. He won more loose balls below the waist than than anyone that's ever been here at Georgia Tech, and um, and he was our guy that that started that um, uh, you know that mentality. And, 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 and that's what our culture and what we're about is is winning the 5050 ball first to the floor, winning the loose ball. Uh, you know, like as you mentioned, being gritty, playing unselfish. And the hawks the same way. When you are sort of kind of the, in a sense, like I mentioned, the underdog or, or maybe you know that where, where they're not ex, you're not expected to advance or or be successful, um, um, you win through that by, by, a, by a tremendous amount of togetherness, team cohesiveness, team chemistry, and, and, and more loose balls are won by that team. And we did that, and then you had our chemistry and cohesiveness and togetherness, and you can see the Atlanta Hawks doing the same thing. You can see how together they are. I mean, yesterday, or, or in game seven, I and if I'm not mistaken, I think Trey Young was five, ended up being five for 23. Correct. Yep. But other guys stepped up in his absence, and, and Trey Young's obviously one he's tremendous. But other guys stepped up in his absence and made big plays, had big 50-50 ball plays, and it's the reason they they're advancing to the Eastern Conference Championship.
1: Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screen, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the daily draft's newest menu edition the tailgate box yes you can enjoy their wings boneless wings a couple of sides a bag of popcorn and of course their homemade jumbo cookies now these are pre-order only you can go to the uh, the or give them a call at the daily draft to get the pre-orders in if you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on uber eats check out the daily draft they have A great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft.
0: A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall.
3: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
1: So, Josh, you've had some time to decompress since the end of your season, and and it's just a shame the way – let me say this. First of all, congrats to you and and everybody in in college athletics, pro athletics, for dealing with and – kind of overcoming what was just a crazy year athletically and, and around COVID, but the timing of you losing the ACC player the year before it. And then, like, walk me through, because you can't say anything. You know who the player is. You probably have to change a lot about your game plan. Like, how crazy was the moment from the time you left the ACC tournament till the time you showed up at Chicago just digesting all that information?
2: Well, first of all, just to um... – add on what you had mentioned just about a lot of shout out to all the uh the the nc2a administrators the athletic directors the presidents the medical personnel to to be able to put on a college season and then most importantly both men and women both men and women the student athletes for getting out there and and playing and and to be able to have a season so um, you know the credit goes to so many people, and obviously most importantly the student athletes, but the medical team and everybody else, just to, all across the country, both men and women, to, to be able to have a season was tremendous. And then, look, I really believe we were playing as well as any team in America. I we we did get a, um, you know, we were in a you know an eight nine game. I think our seating, winning the ACC championship, having six top twenty five wins. Um, we, we we should have been a higher seed. I really believe that. Um, that all being said, um, we did lose our ACC Player of the Year due to a positive COVID test. Moses Wright, um, and it was uh, it, you know it was unbelievable after he won the championship game, being at, at such a high, winning the ACC championship, and then about a few hours later, you know being on such a low when you find out he's um, you know Moses Wright's tested positive for the test after the game, and then the possibility that your entire team might not be allowed to go to the N.C.A.A. tournament due to contact trace. So, what, Josh, time, let me stop you
1: though. Was it really there? Like, was there some like ambiguity at the time of like you guys might not have been able to play? Were you in that sort of unknown area?
2: We were in un- that unknown area, believe it or not. Wow. And I don't know if that affected our seed or what, but yes, we were that in- unknown area, and that's talk about anxiety. You know, the anxiety that you have from November all the way to the final game of testing, because you, minimum you had to test three times a week, and every test you were waiting to get the results before one could even play. You know, because if you got positive, you're going to be out for two weeks. Plus, you had to wait for the other team. I mean, I, the, the, every test waiting for the results or so the amount of anxiety on it to know if you're either going to be playing or, hey, because you, you know, nobody wanted to get COVID. Um, um, but but most importantly, you know, you wanted everyone to be health, be, be, be safe and healthy. Um, uh, but regardless, if there was no symptoms or not, if someone tested positive, it could knock out your entire team. And that's almost what happened to us. We were at that center of the line. And, um, you know, there's a lot of going back with, with the doctors, health departments, the NCAA. We got cleared to go. And uh, and that was you know over those next that week leading up to our game to see because if we had one positive test anymore within our tier one group we would, we would have not have played but fortunately all tests were negative leading up to the game that is crazy but I say all that to say I really think we were good enough to go to the final four we were playing that well and if we had our full team healthy um, I believe we would have been we could have gone to the final four now that's You know, I mean, and I believe that. But you can also look at it from that lens, or you can look at the other lens of things that we were fortunate that we didn't have any issues prior to our, you know, we we ended on an eight-game win streak, that we didn't have any issues with Moses right during that streak that could have cost us a chance to to win the ACC. So, um, you know, it depends on what lens. But but I really believe if we had our full complement of guys, we were good enough to go to the Final Four. Follow The Podcast Park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Podcast Park.
1: I want to talk about one of our great sponsors at The Rhodes Group. Yes, my buddy Clayton Rhodes and The Rhodes Group are a proud sponsor of us here at Welcome to Atlanta, and they're also my insurance company. Uh, It was about, I don't know, four or five months ago now that I finally realized why am I paying so much for my home and car insurance? I don't think we realize as the consumer we should be shopping or having somebody in a professional setting shop those rates for us. So I had the professionals at the Rhodes Group shop my rates and they ended up saving me a boatload of money. I'm talking about $2,000 for my home and car insurance. By now you guys know it's a great time to refinance your home. You see all those rates? Well, you might not know it's also a great time to shop your home insurance. Home insurance rates creep up every year, and the only way to get the best policy and the best rate is to work with an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group. Here's the deal, you can get up to 10 insurance quotes in 10 minutes from the Rhodes Group at no cost to you. You wanna visit them online, I got a special landing page for you. You can go to roads groupcom slash off It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S. Rhodes-Group.com slash off You can also see the link up at Real Matlana on Twitter. They're my insurance company. They're going to do this at no cost to you, and you're going to end up saving a boatload. The Rhodes Group is the answer to saving money and getting the best in insurance coverage. Again, the Rhodes Group is the place you want to go. Tell them Matt sent you. Go to roads groupcom slash churnoff. So this is a dumb and obvious question, but I'm just I'm curious about it. How was Moses that week, having to do with the isolation and being in a hotel? It's bad enough he's got to miss the one chance to play in the tournament. Like how, how much are you in contact with him that week? What was that like?
2: You know, it was really interesting, and it's not a dumb question. It's a great question because it's and it's 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 you know, here's a young man. You know, you, you know this. I mean, you 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 prepare. You spend all that time and energy to to one day have an opportunity to play in the A tournament. You're the player of the year. A lot of times, guys can improve their draft stock in the NC2A tournament, um, and here he doesn't have an opportunity to play. He gets he, he has to sit in the hotel room. He can't leave his hotel room for ten days. Think about that. When oh. we we're you know we we're in a in a you know in a in in, a, in the Hyatt, um, uh, but everyone had you know you had your own room, but 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 he could not walk out even out to the on the floor. He had to stay in his room for ten days. Food was brought to him. They would knock on the door, go away. You would open it, bring the food in. So um, Moses is not a guy that really shows his emotion outwardly, but it bothered him. I know it did because he and I had many conversations. Obviously, the only thing he could do to communicate was through FaceTime, but um, it was hard for him. And then on the tenth day, when he was cleared to leave, when the Indi- when the Indianapolis health department cleared to leave, he had to drive back to Atlanta in a in a. Uh, Covid ready car service, oh. um, and so he had to drive back to Atlanta. So it wasn't easy for him. It wasn't easy for anybody. I felt, look, number one, thank goodness he was asymptomatic and there's he had no issues from the Covid. But two, I felt sick for the kid because I mean this young man, and for our team, we wanted to have a full complement of guys. I felt sick for the young man. You know, and he worked so hard, but you know that's life. I mean, we've all been through it where you where you're going to get. Punched or there's a curveball thrown to you, uh, you know, at you, and you. Things happen in life when you just least expect it, you know, and you just you got to keep rolling with it, and 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 that's just part of life.
1: So catch me up because I know there's some probably our listeners probably have a little confusion on this. So the rule that gives kids the extra year of eligibility, give me the timeline because I know Bubba Parham's coming back, and if I'm correct, Jordan Usher is returning. I know Devoe was a junior, so he still had some decisions. Like what is the Moses? jose thing what kind of timeline and how does that all work because of
2: covid um the nc2a granted all student athletes the opportunity to come to, to not use this past season as a year of eligibility so to make that simplified for the listeners the a freshman last year is a freshman again this year a sophomore last year is a sophomore again this year junior junior senior senior so the seniors. Bubba and Jordan Usher, Jose Alvarado, Moses Wright are, were seniors last year. In a normal year, they would graduate and move on. They're seniors again this year. So they have the, they have the right to come back to school this season to use their eligibility. Bubba Parm's coming back. Jordan Nusher's coming back. Um, Jose Alvarado is 50-50. He's going through the NBA draft process right now. Um, he's in the NBA G League Combine. He has until July the 7th to make that determination whether he's going to withdraw from the draft and come back to school and use his COVID senior year or he goes or he stays in the draft and he loses eligibility. So we're still waiting on that. Moses Wright is not coming back to school. He has foregone his, his extra year of the, of the COVID year. He's not going to utilize it. He's going to stay in the NBA draft. Michael DeVoe, who will be, even though he's technically in, in academic terms he's a senior but eligibility he'll be a junior again this season this upcoming season in 21 22 um was flirting with the nba is not going to the nba he will be back so and we have a really good freshman class coming in so we're going to be good again next season and if jose does decide to come back i do believe we'll be as good as any team in america on the back in the perimeter and um so we'll see but the interesting part of all this and this isn't just Georgia Tech, this is all across the country. Right now, we have 13 guys on scholarship. If Jose Alvarado decides to come back, we will have 14 on scholarship. Per the NC2A rules, you're only allowed to have 13 on scholarship. But because of this one year in a COVID year, they're allowing any seniors that come back to the school that they were at won't count against the scholarship limit for this one year. So some teams have 16 guys on scholarship, some have 15, some have, you know, Sixteen, Some have 13, but that's going to be the big thing is going to be the chemistry, the camaraderie, because when you have that many on scholarship, you know, obviously playing time becomes more of an issue because there's only a 40 minute game. You can only play so many guys at once. So that will be more of the dynamic. That's not a Georgia Tech thing. That's going to be a college basketball thing all throughout uh, throughout the country.
1: So, how did that affect then recruiting? Maybe you said I, you know, the number for this year is, is you're allowed to push it. What did that affect you as far as trying to juggle the numbers and, and waiting on guys to return or not?
2: Well, we signed we signed a really good class. Um, we have we have uh, uh, we signed we have five new guys coming in, really good players. But you know, I was up front with them on the front end, and just and, and, and everyone understood. I mean, look, it's a global pandemic. First time, what a hundred years! Let's hope it's the last time in our lifetime that we ever have to deal with something like this. Um, there wasn't the opportunity for these guys to play in front of the crowds last year, so I, I, there, there was talk that they were going to give everyone the extra year. I was very upfront of that, upfront with all the re- incoming recruits, that hey, this is the this is the reality and the and the and the possibility of what could happen. I just wanted just so you know, but this isn't a Georgia tech thing. This is a, this is across the board. And then, so they all understood. They knew the circumstance that we could have some more guys back, but we got good players and, and look, the good players are going to find their way to the floor. There might be some opportunities for, for some guys who weren't going to be in the rotation, maybe an opportunity to redshirt a little more this year, but we'll see. Um, but you know, I, we'll, we'll see how all things shake itself out. I'm usually a big believer that things work itself out. Um, but you know, if in this day and age, and you know this, you know you, you you just you you find a way to put the five best on the floor. If that's five big guys, if that's five small guys, if that's five wings, whatever it's necessary to give yourself the best opportunity uh, uh, to win the game, you're, you're going to do that. And, and and we got good players, we got great incoming guys, really excited about everyone, and um, and it's going to make practicing that much more competitive, and and we're excited about that. Follow the Podcast Park on social media for
1: live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Podcast Park. I want to talk about one of our great sponsors at The Rhodes Group. Yes, my buddy Clayton Rhodes and The Rhodes Group are a proud sponsor of us here at Welcome to Atlanta, and they're also my insurance company. Uh, It was about, I don't know, four or five months ago now that... I finally realized why am i paying so much for my home and car insurance i don't think we realize as the consumer we should be shopping or having somebody in a professional setting shop those rates for us so i had the professionals at the roads group shop my rates and they ended up saving me a boatload of money i'm talking about two thousand dollars for my home and car insurance by now you guys know it's a great time to refinance your home you see all those rates well you might not know it's also a great time to shop your home insurance home insurance rates creep up every year and the only way to get the best policy and the best rate is to work with an independent insurance agency like the roads group here's the deal you can get up to 10 insurance quotes in 10 minutes from the roads group at no cost to you you want to visit them online i got a special landing page for you you can go to roads groupcom churnoff it's spelled r-h-o-a-d-s rhodes-group.com churnoff you can also see the link up at Real Atlanta on Twitter. They're my insurance company. They're going to do this at no cost to you, and you're going to end up saving a boatload. The Rhodes Group is the answer to saving money and getting the best in insurance coverage. Again, the Rhodes Group is the place you want to go. Tell them Matt sent you. Go to roads groupcom slash churnoff.
0: Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member
1: FDIC. So, Josh, what have you noticed from the time you got to Georgia Tech to now as far as recruiting circles? In other words different living rooms you're getting into or different, I mean, you can get in wherever you want, but like maybe grabbing attention. That's more sincere from different types of recruits. What have you noticed?
2: Winning the ACC championship was humongous, like just unbelievable. I mean, it's gotten some doors that we probably would not have got been able to get into or the interest on a young, on a young student athlete prior to us winning the ACC championship. Uh, What I would tell you is, Number one, getting being at Georgia Tech and now going into my sixth season as a head coach next season, with recruiting, we can get involved with guys, who one, who are really good students, but especially who have a strong interest in math or science or technology, engineering, or business. And then secondly, obviously, they, but they've got to be good enough to play in the ACC. They've got to be good enough to play in the ACC, and that's not always the case. And then thirdly, if the kid that's good enough to play in the ACC, that's a really good student, you're you're also getting you have to recruit against all the other tier one teams in the ACC to compete for those for those student athletes as well. So, um, you know, recruiting is such that I've always said this this is an inexact science. Um, I tell people don't get locked in on recruiting rankings. Um, because Moses Wright and Jose Alvarado are two prime examples. Moses Wright was a zero-star recruit. It was us and Catawba. Catawba, a Division II <laughs> school out of North Carolina for Moses Wright on his final two schools. There's only two schools that offered him. And, and four and a half years later, he's the ACC Player of the Year. Jose Alvarado, was a, if you look, he's a two-star player, two-star. And he's the All-ACC and Defensive Player of the Year. So you can't lock in on recruiting rankings. That being said, we all know you've got to have good players. We all know that. I mean, you've got to have really good talent. But evaluation is important, and especially at Georgia Tech. And I think getting old and staying old is really important for Georgia Tech to continue to be successful. You look at our, you know, in our years here, we've been successful. We've been older. And now that the rule, and, and for your listeners, is a transfer portal, the NCAA has changed the rules where you can transfer without sitting out so guys can transfer at any point and transfer to another program and can play immediately without sitting out. So we've also got to be able to have some spots open for that because Georgia Tech, Atlanta, us being in the ACC, we're here in Atlanta, It's a we're a great landing spot for kids that go into the portal. And so we can be selected there as well.
1: So I want, I want to go back here for a minute. How many stars were by Josh Pastner's game, uh, name coming out of high school? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I, I recruited myself. I sent over a thousand personal, handwritten letters to every single Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA Division One, NAIA Division Two schools in America. At the time, there was two levels of NAIA. Over a thousand personal, handwritten letters. A thousand, not like foreign letters. Personal. Sent one to everyone in America, and uh, one of the few schools to respond to me was the University of Arizona and Lute Olson, and I was able to get there, sort of kind of a, a walk on. He actually gave me a scholarship for the first two years. I was a good high school player, uh, but I was there. We won the national championship in 1997. I knew I wanted a coach. Um, I always wanted a coach. But the Scattery report on me would have been a, a, a zero-star recruit um, and uh, someone that had to recruit himself. And I was a good shooter, but, but
1: my destination was to be a coach. So wait a minute. Remind me now, Arizona. That is that Miles Simon Bibby years in
2: 1997 when we won the national championship my freshman year. Yep, we had uh, Miles Simon, Michael Bibby, Michael Dickerson, and Dickerson. Jason Terry. What was it? Yep, those those that group um, were the only team to ever to beat three number one seeds. We beat Kansas, uh, North Carolina, and Kentucky, the three winningest programs in college basketball. The only time that three number one seeds had had have have gone down in by the same team to win the NC Two A tournament. And it was the first time ever a freshman point guard as a starter led the team to the national championship, which was Michael Bibby. Michael Bibby was a the second pick in the draft. Jason Terry a few years later was a lottery pick. Michael Dickerson was a lottery pick. Miles Simon was a second round, but he was most outstanding player. We had great perimeter players and and I've said this many times you know, in order to really have great success in college basketball and, and in the pros and in high school, but for, for college especially, you got to have great guard play.
1: So I'm going to go back. You got your first uh, head coaching job in 2009 and 10 with Memphis. How old were you?
2: I was 31 at the time. I was an assistant with John Calipari. I was fortunate. I worked for Lute Olson, the head. Lute Olson is in the Basketball Hall of Fame, and John Calipari is in the Basketball Hall of Fame. I was, a, I was the assistant with John Calipari. He got the Kentucky job. I was going to Kentucky. I was excited about going to Kentucky as his assistant. Um, he had won the most wins in the history of the NCAA in his last four years at Memphis. The last four years, it was the most wins in a four-year time period in the history of the NCAA. No one's ever had that many wins, so nobody wanted to follow him. Nobody. And and, and so I and I hadn't even thought about the head job at Memphis. I mean, I was I, you couldn't even. I was not even in my my one ounce of fiber or one ounce of a second of thinking was I thinking about the men. I was just locked in going coach Calipari to Kentucky, but they tried to get a bunch of coaches. Nobody wanted to follow them. I just happened to be at the right place, right time. They had to hire somebody at some point. I just happened to be there. They just basically just gave me the job, gave me the keys at 31. Pretty incredible. Um, I got lucky. Got a, got a, got a, Real lucky break. The door opened for me. Um, I, I could list you about a million people that were more deserving, more ready to be the head coach of Memphis than myself. Uh, but that's how, again, that's like I mentioned earlier in our talk, that's how, you know, that's how life works. Um, were you, you ready for it? At least it. Um, you know, I, I, was pre- I was prepared because I was preparing myself because I knew what I wanted to do. I don't think any anyone's ever exactly ready because when you move over six inches from an assistant to a head coach, you move from giving suggestions to making decisions. There is no manual that tells you this is what's going to happen. You're going to have to kind of learn and go on the fly with things and learn as you go. And you ask anyone who's been a head coach, they would tell you that, you know. And, and I've completed 12 years as a head coach. I'm better today than I was in my first. My first year and i hope to be the same thing you know god willingly, like 12 more years from now and so i um i really uh um i was prepared but i learned a lot as i went on and in that job at memphis there was no hiding any mistaking that you were in a very very public way you know most first jobs are kind of at a smaller level nobody knows memphis is the highest of the high levels and especially following john calipari there was no hiding
1: well, that's kind of a pressure cooker job. I don't think people realize outside of Memphis, like that is a hotbed. I mean, Larry Finch and what Memphis state did back in the day. I mean, that's that's a pretty, you know, successful, good history it, program. It, it's, it's kind of a pressure cooker.
2: It, it, it's very. You're exactly right. Unless you've been there, you, you people don't understand it. In a 50 mile radius, 50 to 60 mile radius from in Memphis, it, it's no different than being the coach of the New York Yankees. Um, it's being it's being the coach of the Green Bay Packers and Green Bay. I mean, in a to 60-mile radius, there's nothing like it. The intensity, the scrutiny, the enthusiasm for the program, um, it's it's not like it's seven days a week, 24-7, all the time, and it's intense. And I had that for seven years. And it's why there's only been three coaches at Memphis who've who've never been fired, who've left on their own. Uh, Gene Bartow left Memphis to go be the head coach at UCLA to follow John Wooden. John Calipari left Memphis to go be the head coach at Kentucky. And Josh Pastor myself, left Memphis to go be the head coach at Georgia Tech. Every other coach that's been there has been fired uh, because it's just you don't have a lot of time. They want you to win, win now. you got to win big, um, as is any other program. But the intensity of that job, um, unless you're there, it's, it's hard to explain. But then the best way I can explain it is it's no different of being the coach of the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay or or the, the New York Yankees in New York. It's that's what it's like in a 50 mile radius from in Memphis.
1: Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock so I'm right around the corner. To downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screens, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at The Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, check out The Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net. Or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game.
0: Go check them out today
1: at The Daily Draft.
0: Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats.
3: Do you have yours yet? My hat. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
1: All right, I got two things before I let you go. Number one, because I always feel like you get it. And what I mean by get it is you take advantage of an interview or you know a chance in front of high school kids or anything to recruit. And that is part of I mean, maybe the biggest part of any college coach's job. Give me the recruiting pitch for, for dads listening to the podcast. They have 14, 15, 16-year-olds. They're going to be three, four, 15-star athletes at some point. What is the pitch you would give them now about Georgia Tech if they're not thinking about it?
2: You're right. I haven't turned down one interview since I've been a head coach at Georgia Tech. I, mean, I don't think I've ever turned down an interview ever, but especially at Georgia Tech, I try to get out there as much as possible to, to sell Georgia Tech, to sell the brand. Everything is about marketing and branding and getting – the name out there in front of people. But if I was there in a, in a home visit or talking to somebody or they're listening, you know, I would go through about the, about, about the power of Georgia Tech. And I know everybody wants to, you know, talk about the NBA, and I get that. Look, we want every young person that comes to our program um, to, to play in the NBA. I say all that to say the great thing about Georgia Tech is you, you, you're getting a world-class education, but you're playing in the, in near, the premier college basketball league in America in the ACC. It's the triple A's. It's you get the academics. You're in Atlanta and you're playing in the ACC. It's the best of the best. Georgia tech is now on the rise. We're moving, we're moving upward, but in order for us to sustain and continue to move up that ladder, we've got to get the great student athlete who can do both, who, who wants to be successful academically and athletically. So uh, I think it's a great setup. Like I said, we all know how powerful Atlanta is and, and, and how Atlanta is booming um, throughout in, in so many industries. And so it's a great place to be. And, and uh, uh, I hope any any parent that has a son um, that is good enough to one day play at Georgia Tech, uh, we hope they, they would come to Georgia Tech and, and, and stay home and be right here
1: all right finally the world famous josh pastor voicemail which we played on the radio which espn gave a ton of attention to well i appreciate your positivity i'm pressing one and getting right to my message like how much are you having people josh i love the message but i just called to leave you a message well
2: interesting you say that i i have been changing my voicemail um about every four to six weeks i do that i think it's really healthy just for my own self it's a great reminder for me Um, As you mentioned, I'm I'm a a glass. I look at the glass as overflowing. I'm a very, very positive person. I believe in optimism. I believe in positivity. Um, That's just kind of who I am, what I'm about, and I love positive energy. Um, But I have a lot of people call me, and just to listen to the voicemail, I'll answer the phone. They're like, they're like, Coach or Josh. Hey, I wasn't calling the pod, I just, I needed to listen to your voicemail. And I'll and so they'll, they'll I'll just, they'll call right back and, and I'll send them the voicemail so they can listen to the message. Or I'll have somebody text me and say, hey, Josh, I, I, I really need to pick me up. I'm going to call you right now. Don't answer. I need to listen to your voicemail. So I've had a lot of that. But I've also had plenty of people saying, "Hey, what number do I push to so I can just leave a message <laughs> and, and, and bypass it?" So exactly. it's fifty-fifty, but 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 I do put the time in, and I do care about the voicemail, and um and 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 I do care about the positivity of it. I
1: love it. Well, and I and I picture like on a Saturday night. You guys are trying to decide where to go to dinner, and I picture you recruiting your wife like Italian. Here's why we get the veal parmesan. Like, I, I picture you on the recruiting pitch to decide dinner. Like How much are you recruiting at hey, home to get stuff?
3: Me,
2: let me just tell you this. I I, I, I have lost many dates this is prior to me <laughs> being married to my beautiful wife, but I lost many dates when I was back at Arizona as assistant coach because I was taking the phone call, and I kept saying, you know, here's that recruit calling in. And, um, and, and, and the recruits calling in and, but my dates right there across the table for dinner and I got to determine who's going to help us win the game, <laughs> not her, the, the recruits. So I got to take the call. I've lost many dates from that. In fact, there's a true story and I'll, I'll end you on this. This is a true story. I was engaged mm-hmm. back at Arizona prior to, um, uh, it didn't work out thankfully. I mean, probably thankfully for her, thankfully for me, we're, you know, but she was a sweet girl, but, it just you know wasn't meant to be. Um, but as the time she was breaking up with me, I swear to you not, I got a call from a kid that we were recruiting it was us. I was at Arizona at the time. It was us, Texas and Duke, were his final three. Arizona, Texas and Duke. She's literally telling me she doesn't want to get married. She's basically giving me the ring back. I get the call and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know what do I do? I take the the recruits call me. I mean I've spent we spent two years recruiting this kid. I take the call. I walk in the other room. I talk to the kid. I keep, you know, we're having a great conversation. Honest to God, true story, you know, and make a long story short, um, you know, cause we wouldn't, we, you know, we ended up talking for so long. Um, uh, the, she put the ring on the box. I got done with the phone call. The ring was on the box at the, <laughs> on the table. I, I, I knew she was breaking up with me, I took the ring and I, and I left, uh, I you know, and, and I just moved on. But, I didn't. We never finished our conversation because I had to take the kid's call. And by the way, the kid committed to Arizona. He, he committed to Arizona. The only issue is, at the when when it was time to enter the draft, he never showed up. He went to pros at of high school a kid, Andy Eby from Houston, Texas. He went to the pros, never showed up to college. But uh, that's that's the way of a recruiter. You know, you're going to have to sometimes uh, uh, just do
1: what you got to do to try to get the kid. Yeah, you're always on. That's just the way it goes. Hey, Josh, it's always a pleasure. Congrats on a heck of a year, and uh, I do appreciate the positivity. Love it, and uh, don't be a stranger. We'd love to talk to you down the road.
2: Anytime. I appreciate you guys having me on, and I and I love being able to sell Georgia Tech and and speaking about Georgia Tech. So really appreciate it.
1: Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madland.
3: Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every
1: day. Big beats hit street seat gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till eight in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. And we ride on them things like every day.
3: Big beats hit street seat gangsters roaming. Uh-huh. And parties don't stop till yeah.
0: Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy, First Horizon Bank member FDIC. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position.
1: I don't understand.